New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones, Rev. Robert with you over here. And Reverend Michael over here. <laughs> and we're a couple of ministers talking shit. Rev. Elzia is on an airplane this morning. And so uh, we've called in the right Reverend Michael Mangus to uh, fill in and support. And thank you for being here this morning. How's things in uh, in Ohio? Oh, well, let's see here. We have 41 degrees with the temperature dropping. <laughs> and we're supposed to get snow flurries today. So <laughs> typical, uh, typical March weather here. Typical, so. Exactly. <laughs> you know, everybody's talking about this atmospheric river that in my day, we just called it the jet stream. I, I don't know what the heck that is, but uh, prayers and blessings for California. They're going to get hammered with another round of snow this week. Uh, and uh, here in Colorado, we're having an above average snowfall. We're expected to get some too this week, so uh, possibly even today, we'll see. Well, I, you know, again, I, uh, it seems like again a hassle, but they're out of drought situation now. Their reservoirs are filling up now, yeah, Southern California. So, you know, those people who have prayed for rain are getting it in a different form, but they're still <laughs> getting it so. So they have their prayers answered. So yeah, someday maybe we'll talk about the story of Mr. Hatfield in LA. But uh, until then, <laughs> let's talk about the cocaine bear. Okay, I what? got to talk about this story, folks. If you haven't seen this yet, it, there's now a movie. It's a movie. It's based on a real life story. However, um, the story is much much different than the movie. Um, many years ago now. Uh, a drug shipment got lost in the Appalachian Mountains of Georgia. And the following spring, a hiker came along and found the bag of uh, the big bag of cocaine. However, it had been uh, ripped into. It had been uh, opened and almost destroyed. Not far away, the hiker found a dead bear. So the wow. speculation in the original story is the bear got a hold of the cocaine and went a little crazy and OD'd on the cocaine. Well, in the and that movie, was it, and that was it, right? They took that story. Now the Burt Bear is a murderous drug addict running around the mountains of of Appalachia, hunting down the tourists and the hikers and the rangers and killing people. 
<laughs> and I would imagine going back for a two out of the bag in between. I don't know. I haven't seen movies. <laughs> but it's made $41 million. Mm-hmm. This is insane. I, I don't see how watching a bear snort coke and kill people is entertainment. But... Um, but it leads to uh, all kinds of real stories showing up in, in the world. And this week, Michael, a story in not real close to you, but in your neck of the woods, um, a of uh, African servo cat yes. escaped from a car during a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat ran up a tree. The fire department was called. They didn't get the cat down. The cat fell and broke a, broke a leg. Cat got all kinds of upset. So they had to take the cat to the to a facility. Guess what they found in in the cat's bloodstream? Please tell me, uh, Reverend Briz, what did they find? No, no, no. You got to. What do you think they found in the? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, he, they found cocaine. They found cocaine. Wow. <laughs> oh. Interesting. So now we've got Cocaine Cat. If you see it on the internet, folks, Cocaine Cat is a real thing. Um, <laughs> so was it? So was it one of these little cats, or was it one of the bigger ones? No, it was one big cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to have those in Ohio. No, not over forty pounds, and this cat no, was over no. forty pounds. So um, luckily, you know, the cat didn't take a bump and get murderous about it. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. We have enough, we have enough issues to deal with in Ohio. So in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> rather than having a cat go crazy and uh, uh, hunt down people. For, uh, and, and if you want to visit the cocaine cat, it now lives at the Cincinnati zoo. The Cincinnati zoo took in the cocaine cat. Interestingly enough, this isn't the first time Cincinnati Zoo has had a drug addict animal either. A handful of years back, they helped uh, rehabilitate a macaw monkey that had methamphetamines in its system. Oh, my. I don't even want to imagine what that would be like, living with a meth addict cat, uh, monkey. Well, we have quite a drug problem here in Ohio. And especially, I think that there was someone locally who uh, went ahead and testified uh, in Washington, D.C., from our area um, mm. about the uh, the problems that we have here in Summit. I'm just saying here in Akron, Summit County, that, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, especially during the um, uh, COVID-19, I mean, w there were people going into the I, re I remember I was sitting uh, in the emergency room uh, waiting on Diana, and there came in the door someone, again, who had OD'd, you know, mm -hmm. wheeling them right in. So, no, we, uh, that's why I'm saying we have enough problems here, so, <laughs> <laughs> rather than having a murderous cat on the street. Exactly. We do have an interesting twist to another story here today that I want to talk about, too. Um, <clears throat> folks, in the last couple of days, um, something really ugly happened in Mexico and a group of four Americans crossed the border, uh, to find to, for medical care, um, to see a doctor. And very shortly after crossing the border, uh, they were kidnapped. 
we now know that uh, two of the people were killed in this kidnapping attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two people were released. Well, the breaking news this morning is the Mexican cartel believed to be responsible for this. Yes. Handed over the kidnappers. Wow. Well, not so much handed them over as tied them up, threw them in a car and left a letter for somebody to find them. Wow. But but the letter very clearly states that we're not involved here. (laughs) We didn't do this. Um, the, The letter said, quote, we have decided to turn over those who were directly involved and responsible in the events who at all times acted under their own decision-making and lack of discipline. Well, at least the cartel admits that they don't have any discipline. You mean they have ethics? (laughs) I would guess. Wow. (laughs) Uh, And folks, our hearts go out to the families of those that were lost in this. Um, Absolutely. And it's, um, and it's funny to me, it's, it's funny that the cartel actually turned the, these guys over which means there was a conversation where somebody said they did what i i don't speak spanish so i can't do it in a spanish accent but they did what somebody at the top of some organization said they did what get their asses in here right or and or they figured out that they need to make some goodwill if they're going to keep um operating their illegal operations by handing these guys over but the good news is we now can get some closure for these families yes and these guys can be held responsible that that's not what that that but now here's where i really want to dig in what this points to and i'm sorry to say it is they were traveling they wouldn't have been there if America had a healthcare system that worked and was affordable because mm-hmm. they were going there to get inexpensive healthcare. I know somebody that a um, number of years back would travel between San Diego and Tijuana for dental care because it was, and she had some old, um, some old fillings that were, um, turning bad and and now it's starting to poison her and radiation and radiation poisoning from the fillings had to have the fillings removed but the cost to do it in san diego without help without coverage insurance coverage was so incredible she just jumped over the border and got it done for almost nothing and it was quality care it's not like you're sitting in a chair in the middle of a dusty parking lot quality care and these americans were traveling to mexico to try to access health care that they couldn't afford at home. And that kind of uh, medical tourism is also, uh, people also have gone to other countries and, you know, have gotten health care for much less. I know that a friend of mine who's a, uh, a Hindu nun, that uh, she needed glasses so when she went over to India, that her organization had a uh, an optical dispensary uh, that they were able to make her glasses for next to nothing, and able to able to give it to her. So no, no, it it points to the fact that we that the healthcare in this country is broken, uh, that we need some type of universal healthcare here. And that I'm just thinking even of my situation, I uh, went ahead and uh, uh, 
my pension uh, gives me a certain amount of money to apply to insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still, that's about a thousand dollars a month that I plus, you know, including the, uh, the, uh, allowance I get from my pension fund, but still that mm-hmm. I have to pay on top of that, all the co-pays and everything else on top of that and all the deductibles. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and they've scheduled some things for me here, uh, that, again, that uh, I could be ending up paying some serious money for. So that's, I'm saying that we need, again, we already have a, we already have a mechanism in place to do this, right. which is uh, Medicare. We already, it's already there. All we have to do is say, or Congress has to say, okay, Medicare for all. Yep. And that our, payments now we would still be making payments but we would be making payments to again to the government which is will be a whole lot less than um what we what you're currently paying with insurance now even with even if you go on the um uh american uh, affordable health care even if you go on the marketplace that it's still pretty hefty oh yeah so e- even with the so, and then they deny half of the claim, right? And then their whole job, really. And let's be straight up, folks. I'm not a big fan of insurance companies. We cover, we carry the insurance we have to to make to be legal and for to keep our family safe. And more often than not, they're trying to deny any claim that comes in. That's their job. Everything deny everything, and um, and it really doesn't. It isn't supporting Americans. Uh, it's supporting a small group of insurance companies uh, that are making all this money. Yeah, we have. Uh, can I put up a, yeah. a comment here? Yep. So, so, Linda, this morning. Good morning, Linda. Thanks for joining us. Politically, we have a significant faction in this country who are working to remove from women control of their own bodies in the realm of reproductive health. Oh, that's a topic in and of itself. <laughs> Yes, yes, Linda. No, absolutely. And with this week on Wednesday, uh, International Women's Day, that yes, absolutely. And that I know that these two men uh, here are, we are staunch, staunch supporters of women and that uh, we are making, we have made our voices known about that, that again, that women, uh, you know, you may, you may disagree about certain things, you know, like even, the abortion issue, whatever that it is. I, again, and that that is a woman's choice. That's not my choice to make. That is not your choice to make. That is right. their choice to make. Right. So I, I support that and a woman's choice to, to again, to run her own body and not, not again, to have a group of men decide of what to do. So you know, what I've loved about New Thought as a philosophy, as a teaching, as a community is one of the, I guess one of, we say it a lot. It's not, I don't know that it's written down anywhere, but we say it a lot. We don't teach people what to think. We teach them how to think. Yes, yeah. absolutely. How to think and how, how to use critical thinking to make the decisions that are best going to suit their lives. Um, that doesn't happen in politics. People aren't, no. people aren't given 
And even our politicians often aren't given the information necessary to create a, an informed decision. Uh, we overload bills with hundreds of pages of bullshit and don't expect the and, and know that none of our representatives can read all of that stuff in the two or three hours before the vote. And they have to go on what somebody else says is, is in there or what somebody says isn't in there. And we've created a system where it's easy, actually, to take away a woman's reproductive rights. Yes. It, it's become far too easy. And now, more than ever... Uh, it is time for a new thought in healthcare. It is time for a new, to bring new thought into these questions and say exactly what we're saying. In a world of per where we believe so much in personal responsibility, let's make people responsible for their own choices. And it would appear to me that the predominantly Republican conservative wing of our country wants to stand up for personal responsibility until maybe it takes a little bit of money or a little bit of involvement. And then no, we're just going to outlaw it. So there are people who say, well, the, respectfully, the two, you two reverends <laughs> should not be talking about this because it's politics. No. The reason, the reason we bring it up is because this is an, this is a spiritual issue. This is a moral, ethical, and spiritual issue. That's the reason why, again, that we have taken the stance here on our network is to speak up and to speak out and to, again, to be solution-oriented towards, again, uh, as we have been talking about with healthcare the past few minutes, why can't there be universal health care like there is in other developed countries. It has gotten way out of control. I know that a friend of mine um, being treated for a condition, uh, we are having to apply to the drug company for uh, this wonderful drug that they have that would put them in remission wow. that runs $15,000. And they were they were denied coverage on that twice. Yeah. So myself and Diana were having to again to we're helping this individual uh, go through the paperwork with the drug companies to try to again to get it for free or for a much lower cost than that. But fifteen thousand dollars for a uh, one hundred twenty pills or a sixty day supply that's crazy. And that's a 60-day supply. That's it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so $90,000 for the year? Something like that, yes. If you needed to be on this drug for, for a year, it would be $90,000 a year. Anybody that looks at this and thinks that, they're, that this is normal or is appropriate profit, uh, we'd have to have a conversation about that. You know, we're going to send a shout out and, and prayers and blessings to Senator Mitch McConnell. Yes. Uh, I don't agree with his politics. I don't agree with much of his, how he looks at life. I don't agree with how he does, does politics. And he took a fall in a DC hotel yesterday or the night before 
uh, ended up with a concussion because of his age. He's over 81 years old. Um, they, they're going to keep him in the hospital for a few days for observations, make sure nothing more goes wrong. But he's not worried about any of that from a financial standpoint because he's got insurance and we pay for it. Now, I don't begrudge that. Anybody that's done, that's doing a life of service to, to our country uh, deserves some perks and some, and some, but he has no, no point at all. Um, no worries at all about the financial aspect of that. Someone else, a lot of people in our country fall down a flight of stairs and end up with a concussion and that gets self-treated at home. Yes. With ice packs and ibuprofen and who knows, maybe a little bump of cocaine once in a while, but um, not here, just others. Uh, it's <laughs> it's crazy where we are. No, and see, and that's one of the reasons why, again, all the, I think they're, I think in their hearts that they are good meaning people, but they're saying, oh, you guys are putting, you know, uh, you, you guys are going against the new thought teachings. You're going ahead and you're putting um, energy into the problem. No, we are saying that we need to have, again, a solid voice and say, well, what is the spiritual thing to do here? And again, the spiritual thing to do here is love. Doesn't love cover healthcare? And I believe it does. And so us, Again, uniting our voices and saying, listen, we need to have a universal health care in this country. And again, Medicare for all. Yeah. Bottom line. And Linda's still with us. Says, And she says, I struggle at times to apply new thought principles to political situations. Understandable. Many of us do. If we are all of God, that includes the people with whom I disagree. Yes, Absolutely. Linda. Absolutely. That's why we're praying for Mitch McConnell today. Yes, because and, and that's why I pray for those that I don't agree with, not that they're going to see the light, not that they're going to see the world through my eyes, not that they're going to see it my way, but because they have that same inalienable right to use the power to use these principles. The thing I see is they don't use them for good. Yes. They use the power for personal gain. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson for a minute. I don't normally talk. Uh -oh. I, I don't uh -oh. normally bring Tucker into this conversation, but <laughs> text messages have been leaked this week about Tucker Carlson and his complete disdain for Donald Trump. No. We now have evidence submitted into court filings that Fox News has been lying to its viewers for years. Oh, absolutely. Fully aware. Fully aware. Rupert Murdoch is now on now on record as being fully aware that his network was lying to people about COVID, about the 2020 election. They lie and they lie and they lie. And that is the difference. So the way we can be in political situations is not to push just what we believe, but push what is true. Yes, absolutely. And be willing to call out what is not. In the Science of My Textbook and other writings, Ernest Holmes gives us this most incredible 
process, which we call spiritual mind treatment. Others call it affirmative prayer. Some just get lazy and call it prayer. And it's not a begging and beseeching, but it is an affirmation of the truth as we know it. Yes. Now, within that process, we also have a thing called argumentative treatment. And that is the point where we, we vocally cast aside the false beliefs. We, we name them and we, and we affirm that they have no power, that there is no truth in that. Um, a couple of our colleagues yesterday and, and put up a couple of great posts online uh, exactly around this, how we've been told for years, this is not our avenue. Get in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. We're talking human rights issues here. Yes. It's a woman's right to choose. It is our right as individuals to also be part of the discussion on major on the major issues, on gun control, on, on, on all of the social justice issues. It is absolutely our place not to not to make them evil. <laughs> they do that themselves. Um, sorry, no, there is no evil in the world, but to say, hey, that ain't the truth here. And call these folks to a higher perspective, a higher view, if you will, of what the truth really is. If it's tearing things down, if it's breaking things down, it's not the truth. Right. And so it just so happens that these individuals are involved in politics. And so that is the reason if you watch my show on Friday evenings, on the Friday Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. Shameless plug. Uh, so we talk about, again, that uh, uh, the show that I'm replaying tonight is in honor of my longtime friend who made her transition last year, uh, the Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning. And Charlotte and I would get on. She was a member of the NAACP in Washington, D.C., and so we would get on and we would talk about issues and especially from her perspective to hear her talk about her experiences growing up in uh, segregated uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. That it just, just absolutely, I, I could not imagine that. So we're speaking up and speaking up because this is what is called for right now. We were born, the New Thought Movement was born from, again, a social activist movement, which belonged to Emma Curtis Hopkins and also to Wallace Waddles. Those are two of the the many that went ahead and said, listen, we, we need to change this in this country. We need to change the labor laws. We need to change how we interact and uh, empower women or don't. Yep. So we come from that again, that individuals who go ahead and say, well, you ministers, you should be, you know, just talking about spiritual things. We are talking about spiritual things. This is spiritual, what we're talking about. So we're talking again from hearts of love and saying, listen, these things need to change here in our country. And uh, Linda said, she said, <laughs> yeah. Seeing the light in all situations takes regular monitoring of our thoughts and beliefs. Absolutely. 
Yep. And again, I think that uh, talking about uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, who's from the state of Kentucky, which is right below us here in Ohio, that we do not at all wish any will ill will upon our so-called enemies because they're not our enemies. Right. You know, if we are, we're all one. So, and that was one of the reasons on my program on Friday evenings, why I talked about the whole idea of all the misinformation about vaccines that I didn't want, did not want to see anyone die because unfortunately my mother passed away from, from COVID. Yes. Uh, so we don't want to see anyone. We, we don't want to wish anyone ill will at all. Right. Again, it's just the whole idea of we, we want love for, for all, including the people who are our so-called enemies. There, there really are still our brothers and sisters that on some level, again, are misguided. So, yes, are just using the principles for a generally ego-based uh, needs. <laughs> if you will, or or their their own their own self-aggrandizement, uh, their own pocketbook. But new thought has this wonderful thing, and you know, Linda, I agree with you. Sometimes it does take regular monitoring. Yes, that means moment by moment. That means you know, there are probably about a billion. Uh, no, nah, let's be realistic. There's probably at least a hundred things that come across my desk every day that I could easily become outraged about. But then I'm going to spend my whole day. That small an amount. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot more than that. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I spend my whole life in outrage. Yes. That's not what I want. No. I don't believe that's what you want. We don't believe that's what anybody out there really wants is to be living in outrage. So we have to be have these processes, have these practices that when the outrage hits, when the human monkey ego mind goes, <laughs> that we have the process to say, okay, hold on a minute. Here's where my prayer work lies. Here's right. where I need to turn within and look for a higher truth. And coming from a place not of reaction, but from response. Right. What is the spiritual response to this rather than getting all upset and doing crazy things? And I think that's what we're seeing in the world today, Reverend Robert. We're seeing, again, people, again, acting out of, again, uh, of this outrage rather than responding from, well, what would love do in this situation? And that's a great question to ask. What would love do in this situation? Right. So, and that's where we're coming from here on our network is we're coming from a place of love saying we need to, again, to take a look at these issues and to find solutions for them. Uh, Reverend Z and I talked about on New Thought Today about involving um, our congregations in active change in our communities. And there are so many things that our communities here, no matter how small or large, can be involved with. And here, here's one example. What if everyone ran a stress reduction program in their community? Hmm. Yeah. You know how to do that. 
you know already you already know how to do that and yeah. again if you don't know how to do that again get with your denomination or even google something online if you just did that that what would happen again that that would help the overall condition of everyone yep. by re helping helping people to manage and also to reduce their stress in their lives you get uh um outcomes again uh outcomes in in health you would get outcomes uh in um in reducing domestic violence all these different outcomes that good outcomes that come about with us just taking this to the streets we don't have to preach to people but again just to offer to the community a stress reduction class that yep. simple and all right and recognizing we're almost out of time here folks uh, we hadn't planned to talk about this section, but I got to bring it in uh -oh. because if we want to see a change, we have to use the tools that we're given. Yes. Now, New Thought also very clearly preaches treat and move your feet. Mm -hmm. Do the prayer and then follow that prayer at, to inspired action yes. and follow that prayer to inspired action. And at the same time, so one, so if we want to change politics, we pray and we get involved. Yes. Yeah. And we actually have before us one of the easiest ways in the world to get involved. And we have, every one of us has the greatest gift available to get involved. And that's called your vote. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't tell you who to vote for. We don't tell you what to vote for, but we're going to tell you to go vote. Absolutely. And if you would like to learn a little bit more about a, a, a vision for the future of American politics, Marianne2024.com. Marianne Williamson announced this past week that she is again running for president of the United States. She ran in 2020. Um, we all kind of knew immediately this <laughs> she was the longest shot of the long shots in 2020 um and i so appreciate the fact that one she didn't withdraw from that race uh she did not get the votes necessary to qualify for the ballot in most states but she did not withdraw and i'm really grateful to see she's back again because it's it's simple she understands this philosophy. She's been teaching A Course in Miracles for decades, and she is now bringing that into her, she's bringing herself to probably the riskiest game there is professionally, politics, in order to start the conversation. And she may never end up in a national office. But I have a feeling she's going to run every chance she gets until she's done on this planet because she's blazing the trail for future generations of new thoughters, men and women, to serve in various forms, to see that it can be done. We have a couple of comments here I wanted to get up before we go here. Uh, good old Wayne from... Uh, from Canada said, we have a right to choose our, our own attitude. That's from uh, Dr. Victor Frankel. And also, Linda says, I have already notified Walgreens that I will no longer spend any of my money with them. My small step of action. And if you're not familiar with what uh, 
what that is, uh, Walgreens announced uh, this week that they will not be carrying the uh, morning after pill or any kind of abortion pills at uh, 20 uh, at locations in 20 states. So, yeah. see, see again. I wish I wish Walgreens would have had the balls to stand up for women's rights in those 20 states. And they're taking a purely um, business-related situation. They're afraid of being sued by the federal government for selling these drugs in those states. Um, they're afraid of being sued by the states for selling those drugs in those states. I, This is a tricky one to, to totally tell Walgreens never. I would have loved if they would have stood up for them. But they had to weigh this out and recognize that they're still selling. They're still selling those drugs in the states where it's legal. Yes, but this is not Walgreens' fault as much as it is the states' faults. However, I would have loved to see Walgreens push the issue and take that to the courts. Um, so I'm disappointed in them that they didn't. Well, again, you can let Walgreens know that through uh, yes. actions. Uh, that Linda did, you know, yep. you can just go ahead and say, say, listen, I'm, I'm withdrawing my prescriptions from you because again, that you have taken a stance on this. And so uh, again, see, all of this is inspired action here. We're not, we're not, we are not calling for a boycott of Walgreens here, but Linda has from her conscious, her, her consciousness, she says, this is something I need to do. Yeah. So that's that's a different story. So um, so yay, Linda. Yay, I agree. Yay, Linda. Yay, Linda. <laughs> we we don't we're not making Walgreens right. We're not making Linda wrong. We're not making. We're again. This is one of those places where we've got to look at it from the perspective of what what is best for the each individual here. Yes. It's not just a wholesale, um, because in those states where they are allowed to, Walgreens is continuing. They didn't pull the, these drugs from all of their stores across the nation, just in the in the states that are that where they face legal jeopardy. But good for you, Linda. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, hey, Linda. Let them know your displeasure, and maybe they'll change their mind and say, "Wow." We need to take a stand for women's rights everywhere, not just where it's profitable and not just where it's safe. Absolutely. Walgreens living in fear. All right. <laughs> Folks, we have about run out of time. Uh, what? But... I thought this show went for four hours. Yes. No. <laughs> that ain't how it works okay <laughs> but you can catch both more of both myself and reverend michael throughout the day here on new thought media network we got a lot going on absolutely our regular programming starts here shortly be your own hero with seku rights our morning prayer our morning sip uh, our morning spanish language with uh, uh emma moreno and uh, Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach today. And we have a really, really special event today. The Affiliated New Thought Network, one of our uh, organizational partners, is having their first ever virtual town hall. 
Starts at wow. 10 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll be simulcasting that on their behalf uh, here on the New Thought Media Network, as as well as to some of their destinations. So you may see that. Um, if you've ever wondered, uh, wanted to learn a little bit more about the bigger world of New Thought, come check out the affiliated New Thought Networks open house uh, town hall today. All are welcome. Everyone's welcome to join and watch. Uh, it's going to be a great, great program, music speakers, and um, more exploration of how we take new thought out into the world. I'll be back later with the good news at five o'clock. And as we've said, Reverend Michael will be here at six with the fireside chat. Uh, he is showing a rerun, uh, a rebroadcast of the last interview you got to do with one of your great mentor mentors, uh, Reverend Charlotte, we were so excited. She was here on the network for the time she was and unfortunately made a, a, a an untimely passing just about a year ago, huh? Yeah, so that's why you say, you know, to all, all the people around you that you love them, you tell them their, your feelings because, you, again, it was, it was hours after we did that. She went to work that evening. We had to record earlier, but she went to work that evening. And then about one o'clock in the morning, uh, she went ahead and she made an emergency phone call. But by the time they got there, she was, she made her transition. So yeah, and I, I, st I still miss the woman. I still hear her voice in my ear calling <laughs> her road man. So no, it's just, uh, so uh, in honor of that, we're going to replay that, uh, that show tonight. So good. Perfect. All right. Folks, we're going to get out of here for now. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for being a part of the New Thought New Media Network. Please keep on keeping on, keep on coming back. Join us again and again and again and again, because we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep bringing you uh, what we believe to be positive, inspiring and uplifting media across the Internet. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you again next week. Until then, wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.